Kokorongo ki te tangi a te kori mako Ko rero flowing a te hoka force Ko papa relevant, ko papa out of bounds Ko papa exigent, ko papa paramount Nga ko nga whakapiri mai ki te Ko papa tino whakahira hira Whakarongo pi kari kari mai Hare hare mai, o tari ngā hare hare mai We gotta gather up close everybody Gather up close everybody Kane kane move that body Kane kane move that body E ngai taringa o tai o uta o tawhiti o tata nei mātou e mihi atu nei i te ipurau o te wānanga o te roa. Nau mai hoki mai, welcome back to this instalment of Taringa and we're here back with Tikanga 101, māwa ko te puahiri ko snow. Tēnā koutou katoa. E mihi nei and we're very lucky we have some guests, some friends that have joined us today. Katukau te rākau ki a kōrua e taima. Tēnā no tātou, tēnā koutou e whakarongo mai nā. Ko tōhe a mai anoa hau e te tokorua nei, ke noho ki te kōrero mo te tehi kaupapa. Ko oti ke i arau a te whakarite, o hingari hoia nora e mihana ki a koutou paka ke wini ata tēnei. E kai mahi a hau no te wālanga o Aotearoa. Tēnā koutou, ko te whatanui wini ata tōku ingoa, e kai mahi hoki au no te wālanga o Aotearoa. Tēnā koe, tēnā kōrua. So we've got the father and son team here. Nō rere, e mihi ana ki a kōrua, tēnā rawa atu kōrua, mo kōrua e whakawāte nei a kōrua i tēnei rā. And Taringa goes out on the virtual airwaves via internet right across the world. So no matter where you're listening from, anei mata e mihi nei ki a koutou, tēnā koutou katoa. And by the way, this is episode 53. Hoia noe hoa ma, before we get into our kaupapa. Ah... Tā tātou kiwaha. Kiwaha. Anei tā tātou kiwaha. Kei a koe mote. Kei a koe mote. Yes, as I say, kei a koe, kei aia, even kei au, depending on the context. So you could say, puaheiri kei a koe mote hianga. Which means, you're just the most cheeky bugger, aren't I? You're the one for cheekiness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I'm going to give that translation a 10 out of 10. You're the one for cheekiness. <laughs> you're the one man or... Or you could say, you know, kei ākoe mo te tūnukai, so you're really good at cooking. Kei aia mo te tito, he's just a blinking liar. What are some other ones? Kei aia mo te amu amu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just always bloody moaning. Yeah. Now these are all hypothetical at TV, so... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so you can use it in a both a positive and a negative. Mm. And just before, Pākaki actually said, you know, you could actually karata mote. Kia ora. But, yeah. So we'll just leave it with the kei ākoe mote. And as we do, we challenge ourselves and we go about o te maka using the kiwaha through the session. Hoia no koe nga tā tātou kiwaha e hoama e te iwi kei ākoe mote. Nō re re, hoama kia huri tātou ki tā tātou kaupapa, Tikanga 101, where we talk about a aspect āhuatanga o te ao Māori. Today we're talking about whakapono. And I just looked up. And if you don't know what whakapono means, and I thought, I wonder what the online Māori dictionary says about whakapono, because I have my definition of whakapono. And the Māori dictionary says, whakapono, one is a verb to believe or trust, modifier, religious, or how they nekupu, is it pious, P-I-O-U-S, faith, creed, belief. So we're going to be talking about whakapono today and what I like about this kaupapa is we've sort of touched on it in some of our guest speakers, you know, and some of our other kaupapa, particularly Karakia Māori mm. and when we had Che Wilson on here a few episodes ago talking about Ngāti Rangi, 
i kōrero ia mō te māramatanga, koe nā te kupu i roto i a rātou. Aye. And this has actually been one of the kaupapa that have been put across to us via our Facebook page on Taringa. So, whakapono. I think I'm just going to few the rākau, māuiti matapakake, and we'll go around and just give a little whakaro and whakapono and just haere mete wairu as we do. I think that it is something that we all need to have. Whakapono in something. I think that when my time of teaching and Mataranga Māori and those kinds of kaupapa to uh, Tauira, at Te Wānanga in particular, we talked about the importance of Whakapono in terms of everybody needed to have something to believe in, something they could hope for, something they could plan their lives around. And I think that with a lot of rangatahi today, I worry that we actually are seeing a situation where our young people have few beliefs. And I, I talk about at times around, you know, when we think about going to the, the ngahere or to the, uh, the sea to get some re-energising, strengthening ourselves spiritually that uh, when I go to those places myself I only see Pākehā people walking around mm. Pākehā people in the bush Pākehā people on the beach and I wonder where our people are getting their spiritual nourishment from which I think Whakapono that's part of the role of Whakapono is that spiritual sustenance I talk to our people about you know we if I was to ask you where is your food in the house you could probably end up identified really quickly in the fridge or the pantry what have you but when I ask where is your spiritual kai located people become, it's a much much more difficult question to answer if you are not practicing mm. doing that activity of strengthening yourself spiritually. So whakapono is very important. I worry that we are finding ourselves where we don't have strong beliefs in things. Strong belief in ideal, strong belief in our tikanga, strong, those sort of things. And I think that's something that we need to address as a people. Tēnā koe. Kia ora. Kia koe mō te whakahihiri i o tātou whakaaro. Kia ora. Kia koe a te whatanui. Tēnā nō tātou. E tautoko anau i ngā mihi kia koe praone. Uh, me tā tātou kaupapa. I think for me, the I look at whakapono in uh, three different ways. And I'm confident to say that these ideas have grown out of a māra or a garden that has been cultivated by my father because those are where he's the source of a lot of my ideas around these uh, tikanga and these kaupapa. And I believe that the whakapono if we use the, the mud or garden concept, is a rako that has three branches. One, whakapono in yourself is one branch. Another branch is whakapono in others. And another, the third branch is whakapono in those things that are beyond you. Ngā mea atu yākwe. To some that is an atua. To some those are atua. That's where I capture my dad's whakaro around spiritual nourishment, is in that space. Not solely in that space, but that's where a lot of it happens. And I think the other two, the whakapono in yourself and the whakapono in others, is something that, for me, doesn't have an equilibrium. It moves up and down. Sometimes we whakapono in others, and then they do things that make us question that whakapono. And sometimes we whakapono in ourselves, and things happen that make us question that whakapono too. Mm, uh, so, kiaune e toru ngā peka o te rākau whakapono. Mm. Yeah, self-belief, belief in others, or whakapono, whakapono in others, and then whakapono in those things that are beyond you. Yeah. And I just like to say that uh, Te Whatanui, 
uh, maintains the intellectual property of Te Kōrero. <laughs> <laughs> so you can reference Ko e tino rau e ngā, ngā kōrero. A, a kōrero, a kōrero, kei te hiri katoa aku whakaaro i e rā kōrero, a kōrero. A tino, tino nei, and I'm sure so of our, our listeners. Te hea mai nei koe mara? Yeah, quite a vast topic, but I think for me, uh, as Pakaki mentioned before, that we go through our lives putting, because I think everyone has a whakapono and some of it's strong and some others may have it weak because you you're, you spend most of your life looking to put that whakapono somewhere. And I think it stages through your life when you put your trust into something and then you find that it's on shaky ground, it breaks down and so you move that whakapono to something else. These are from my own personal experiences and for me, it's like a veil. You move one veil, you find some sort of maramatango and enlightenment and so your, your whakapono goes into that. And so finding myself within te ao Māori, I, that's where I can put my whakapono. And it goes along with what Te Whatanui mentioned before is that, and for me as well, is your whakapono has to be within yourself first. And your first whakapono has to be within yourself and what you do. But yeah, very vast. And I'd like to quote the great Dr. Keretiro Tangata, and I'll try and summarize four hours of his knowledge that he passed <laughs> which on. Was to me. Session, <laughs> which was a short session. Which was a short session. Which was just an introduction into his whakaro. But there is a time where we dress it in a cultural way through our perspective in this world. And then beyond that, once you transcend it, it has no, well, it has no language. It's a spiritual bound, your spiritual, yeah, a spiritual idea, if I call it that. Just to take from Tokore or Te Fatanui, Fakapono and self and Fakapono and others, and then Fakapono and the unseen. In Eiroto Yatata Teo Māori, we talk about Te Wahi Ngaro, and Te Mea Ngaro is another kupu we use, the unseen abode, and that can be both. And you may hear Eteiwi sometimes will refer to Fakapono Māori. And that is really a relatively new term, but it describes our beliefs that are underpinned by our traditional uh, Māori philosophy and, and our traditional origins in terms of where Tata Eteiwi Māori, where we come from. Ko te Fakapono Māori tērā. So talking about that unseen and then marrying that with tō kōrero pakake spiritual sustenance and to feed your spirit, what do you do? How tō mahi ki te whāngai tō spiritual sustenance? And then kia koe te whatanui uh, with uh, whakapono and the unseen, how do you practice that? Yeah. Tēnā koe, tēnā pātai. I uh, was talking one day with uh, some of my relatives at, uh, at home who had been brought up in the uh, the church, Catholic, Anglican, church very strong in uh, Ngāti Raukaua. You know, was talking, they were talking to me about wanting to learn karakia Māori. And I said to them, uh, oh, why is that? And uh, their reply was that, you know, they, they've learned now the church was brought here by Pākehā people, by the Pākehā, so we need to dump that mm. and to uh, go to our own traditional, you know, Māori uh, whakahaere. And I asked them, is that your head talking or your wairua talking? Mm. Mm. And I uh, have always said to, to my own that, you know, I think our wairua is able to seek nourishment from all sorts of sources. Mm. And it's when your heningaro gets in the way and starts cutting some of them off, you know, I think that we do. So I said to them that, you know, <clears throat> I think because they saw me as, as a strong karakia Māori man, 
And I said, you know, I can also be sitting there and I can be listening to you Catholics singing, uh, you know, why it's like a kanga tuotato kanu hikinga maunga no reida reida fina moku. You know, and ha koa he kaiti ana he ha he e longo ana taku wairu i te tehi mea. You know, longo ana i taku wairu i te rerehua, te atahua, o te unga reo, o te rangi, o nga whakaoro o roto nei te korakiara. E longo ana taku wairu i te ranuera, kwa u te tehi mea ana kaua e aukati, kaua e kati e tehi puna whakaora, whakakahi tō wairua i runga anua i te whakaoro. Ah, nō mea iwi kē tērā whakahaere nā. Nō mea iwi kē tērā whakapono, nō kwa u tērā. Mm. So it's better to put money on all the horses. The horses that feed you. Aye. You know, tērā etahi, you know, kāre pēr, e puta tētahi painga mō, mm-hmm. uh, i roto i ngā whakahaerera. But, you know, kwa u nei, you know, ka haere au ki te ngahere, ki te noho puku ki reira. Mm-hmm. A haere rā nei au ki te, ki te taho te moana, ki a kore rō mai, a tangaroa. Nā, i tino akua au i tērā i rungi te waka o te aurere. You know, te ako, ki te whakarongo, tērā pēr ko te tuku, Ne? Yeah, yeah. Iroto ano yeah. Ne? Kuna tonu te tikanga o te noho puku ki ya. Yeah, ora. Ingari te taiao, kei reira e tehi auranga moku a wairua nei. Mm. Kei roto hoki i ngā hāhi, kei roto tonu i a tātou whakahaere a ta matapuninga. Te hui e tū mai nei, a ta marama, a ta wiki e tū mai nei. Kā re kore ka noho ko tērā te tehi auranga wairua nui moku e ora tonu ai au pēr mo te tehi tau atu ano. Mm. Ne? Era tū ki te whai kōrero, the waiata e hoki tonu ana ku fukaro to you know the tangihanga of of uh, Auntie Niwa mm. you know and I've sung e pa to ho a thousand times you know but then when we sang it there mm. you know had it again yeah you know you just right. you were just bringing all of that thinking and thought everywhere they were you know and looking at it, oh you know I still remember these those sort of things I still mm. remember getting off the waka and putting my foot in the sand in Alatonga mm. you know where are two mama who tanga kore ware ware ya things that I won't forget those will always have some sort of oranga wairua, ah, okay. some sort of spiritual sustenance in those moments for me. Tēnā koe. Mm. Haka hoki. Mm. Tū haka nei mo motai. Tā tātā waia tā ringa. Tēnā no tātou. I, I often go to the taiao to find that nourishment and I do that because the whakapono Māori that was spoken about earlier is a journey for me that I've been on for quite some time now and at times, I do use my hinengaro, like my dad said, and wonder why we use or look to uh, hahi for for nourishment. But like my father, when I hear those waiata, and I can hear that there's a very Māori way and, and the taki and those types of things, mm. well, that also knocks on my door of whakapono and nourishment. But in terms of finding those things, I, I enjoy our whakapono Māori because... I can see and feel our atua every day. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a practice where I have to have faith that there is something there and that there will be a response. But I can see our atua every day. I feel them every day and I often go to them uh, for nourishment. And I remember when I was working at Wintech, there was a rako kawakawa uh, outside of my office. I often went to that rako to not only karakia uh, for nourishment, but to also take parts of the rako mm. for healing and one day I came to I went to work and the rako had been gutted out mm. had been taken and I don't know what they'd done with it and I was a bit disappointed about that and I think my tawira felt that when I taught them that day and so when I went to leave Wintech they gave me this big tub of kawakawa oil oh. 
<laughs> and they said that they recall uh, me being quite upset about the removal of the kawakawa. And so they wanted to show the appreciation uh, with this uh, kawakawa, hinu kawakawa from, it was actually from the Taitokero, this kawakawa. Mm. Uh, so that's what I do when I'm looking for nourishment. I go to the Taiyo and I'm not bothered by people's assumptions or thoughts around what I'm doing. Mm. I mean, I've been at uh, Waikato University before just talking to the Rako, and I know people are thinking, oh, no, he's a bit loopy. But that's what, for me, Whakapono Māori is, mm. is to believe that the Aotua is actually there. Mm. You know, it's it's not a, a person, or they don't have a human figure, but they're all Tāni is the Rako. He's everywhere, you know, so... That's what I do to find nourishment. I go to the atua and I talk with the atua. But I do understand that with a whakapuna Māori, there are a lot of whakawhiu. Mm. And sometimes those worry me a little bit in terms of what they might be. Uh, but that's what I do for mm. nourishment. Mm. We weren't brought up in the church, finally at all. Even though like later on, I found my mother was baptised or whatever you call it, christened um, a Methodist. But none of us were, none of us kids. And my father, I won't say he was an outright atheist, but even though his parents were religious, he wasn't at all. And when he was dying from cancer, uh, I was really worried about what was going to happen to him, mm-hmm. to his wairua. And because of my whakaro Māori and taku whakapono Māori and where I believe what I think happens when we go. And because my father didn't really share those beliefs, and uh, the good thing though about dad was he never pressed his whakaro on anybody. And because he had the respect to do that out of respect for other people, he expected the same of others. <laughs> so he didn't want other people pressing, you know, their whakaro on them either. So anyway, I got really, really worried. And yes, but out of that I'm sharing this publicly, but... And after he passed, some months later, I was worried during and after his tangihanga. Kefe at the wairu o taku papa e haere ana. Kefe, ka haere te wairu o te tanga takaori te whakapono ki te etahi wairu a tanga marama tanga whakapono. Ka haere tana wairu e kihe. Yeah, I was just really, really worried. And then uh, e, e muri tana tangihanga was a few weeks, might have even been a month. Just one night, I was in bed I saw him. I wasn't asleep. This big smile on his face, like a cheeky smile. And he just said to me, I was wrong. That's what he said. And then he just sort of like disappeared, you know. And uh, I felt too. Mm. Now I wanted to say to him, So, what is on the other side? <laughs> <laughs> you know, before he sort of like, you know, disappeared. Aye, aye. But, um, that just sort of game, just, you know, because I think that's the other thing that people, you know, whakapono is part of, maramatanga is part of, too, is you thinking, believing that there is something after this, Aye. you know, and now why do it go somewhere? Mm. And everybody has different whakaro about what happens, and then there's whakapono too, and I think that's a part of whakapono and maramatanga. <clears throat> and te wahingaro, te mengaro. I think um, I think that's you know what what we don't do enough I think is to to regularly nourish ourselves spiritually mm. that we tend to wait until you're really low yeah. really in the you know in the 
trouble. And then we start thinking, okay, how to way to a te oranga way to a mok. Mm. You know, whereas really, I've actually always believed that if you regularly nourish yourself, then you're less likely to find yourself in an abyss. Yes. You know, uh-huh. and uh, so we, one of the examples I always give us is on the waka on Teodere, when uh, I was the one who was given the bell. Yeah, so I took karakia in the uh, 7 o'clock at night and 7 a.m. in the morning, karakia karaiti and I was given the bell. And, you know, in the, the first two or three or four nights, you know, I'd ring my bell or in the morning and they were sort of, the boys would begrudgingly come over, <laughs> you know, stand around while I do my karakia and then walk off to it. But I tell you, we get into a bloody storm. We got into a storm. I ring my bell, they all come running. And then as we got worse, you know, <laughs> further into the storm, they're starting to ask me when I'm going to take karakia. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think that it's so important that we identify mm. what is of spiritual nourishment to ourselves, believe in that, and then go and get it. Not mm. just when we're really on our last legs, but get it to keep that sort of tank topped up. Because mm. I think, you know, you know, that's actually the wairua that gets you through, mm. gets you back up off the floor and gets you to your destination. But if there's nothing in that wairua tank, mm. you've got nothing there. You've got nothing to mm. go. Well, it's the same thing. It's like a muscle. You don't use it. It's weakened. Mm. You know, it's your, like your real, you know, you don't use it. It's going to weaken. Mm. Just like your weight or the upgrade of it. There's nothing. We always say that a lot too. Don't wait until you're on your deathbed or when you're waiting for that kick to go over to seek spiritual nourishment. Yeah, it's so true. Western View today says, you know, going for a nice walk will clear your mind. And we've known that for a while, an intimate relationship with our tayo is the reason for it. And I think the thing too is a lot of people talk about doing things for your mind, you know, taha hindingaro and all that. And in actual fact, with the Māori worldview, it's a symbiotic relationship. It all goes in one. To have one is to go with the other in terms of wairua and all that. So spiritual nourishment is something that one should do daily if they can. When, what do they call it these days? Well, meditation and self-awareness or breathing and all that. That's karakia. It doesn't have to have be words from your mouth, but to yourself. Karakia, finding your peace, where you can clear your mind and all that, and doing that. I'm, I'm a, probably a salt water person mostly, so we've learned to, when you go to the tide, on outgoing tide, you let go your, your heaviness, and on the incoming tide, you introduce the new energies and stuff like that. Um, mm. But they've got documentaries called Grounding Now, where you wear bare feet and you... Hello. Yeah. Hello. No mai rano tēnā mai. But these are the things that we did all the time. And I like to do that sometimes. I tried putting my feet out on the cold the other morning. Yes. Last week. Yeah. What did I say? Uh, my karakia sped up. Yeah. Shot back in. But yeah. And if you can't feel the cold, then there's something wrong with your wairua. Yeah. I find that for me, in the mornings, energising, I go out, stand in the cold, and the sun isn't up yet. And I have my taku taku outside in there, our kuris out there having the mimi somewhere. But yeah, even the rain, you know, I, I've got this whakaro of being grateful that mm. I'm alive. You know, I, I make an effort not to moan about the weather and things that I can't control. Going out there and getting those first rays of sunlight and standing out on the, on the frosty grass or in the, in the rain, you know, because, you know, I read. Oh, one of my mates done this post. When our when our soul is fragmented, we find other ways to fill it. You know, which isn't fakapuno or maramatanga. 
So, yeah, if you're not giving yourself, providing yourself or letting yourself be open to spiritual mm-hmm. sustenance, then you're going to go other places and do other things that aren't spiritually, they're not sustaining you spiritually. You know, I, I believe that our self-removal in a lot of respects, I think when you get older, you have the responsibility, you're an adult, to take yourself back into the taiao. Ki roto i te ngahere, ki te moana, ki heke rāne, kei ako e tēnā. Because we've removed ourselves from, we were removed from that environment because of today's society, that we do look to other things. And I think that's where Christianity and other whakapono have filled some of those gaps spiritually. I read a post from Mataya a few weeks ago and, and uh, we know it's a bit of a plug for you, uh, Tame, Poata, Ohine Mutsu, Koea Te Padre Kireira. You know, there's some ministers that are really gifted preachers and they give these awesome sermons and kofo, you know, you can just listen to them. And you know, Mataya made this comment that he says, oh, I could listen to him all day. And I says, oh, was it enough for you to turn to become a Christian? And he said, nearly. And I thought, oh, well, I wonder what we could take you know, in terms of whakapono Māori, maramatanga Māori, what could we take from, you know, those really good preachers mm. and that we could do, you know, Antani separated his parents and he pushed Ranginui <laughs> up with his feet to the sky and Papa Tuan, you know what I mean? Can I get a tina? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I get a kaiki? <laughs> uh, because I think that's the evolution too of our of our whakapono Māori and making it pertinent and demystifying a lot. And I had someone say, you know, oh, it was an argument. We were talking about, you know, Fatanui talked about fuck a few. How the fuck have you here? Penalties. Penalties. Yes, very good. Penalties. There are penalties in regards to uh, how we practice our whakapono Māori and for any, if we transgress any of the tapu and things like that. You know, I says, well, if you look at some of the things in, in the Old Testament, those fuck a few are there. Aye. <laughs> so it's not a, you know, it's not to start to a Māori thing. I think it's that, you know, te wehi o te whakaaro ki o atua. Yeah. Wenuaro. Nui era whakaaro, hoi ono kuna, kuna ngā whakaaro. Mm. I'm aware that in terms of our kaupapa whakapono, we are paying a lot of attention to the wairu and nourishment aspect of it. I think myself, I'm quite open to other ideas because at the end of the day, I need to decide if I'm going to accept them or not. I know that we often talk about in terms of whakapono Māori tohunga and some of the things that they could do. And I I believe that it was their whakapono and their abilities that influenced the manifestation of whatever they were trying to, the creation of whatever they were doing. And sometimes we don't believe that we can do certain things and so it doesn't happen. Sometimes a positive thought can manifest and also uh, the negative thought can manifest. So for me, haunga e rā kōromo ngā tua, te atuarani. I look at whakapono from different angles and for me it starts with your whakapono and, and what you want and what you want to manifest and things like karakia help you along that journey. Nākui. Yeah, so that's kind of where my thinking was and that's why I was staring at the wall for 20 seconds. <laughs> I was thinking too, and you know, and what's the first manifestation of whakapono for a person? And I think it's probably, you know, as a baby, you first learn to believe in your mother. 
Mm. Right? And then a little bit after that, perhaps your father, your father who can carry you around and after a little while hasn't dropped you yet. So when they put their hands out, you put your hands up because mm-hmm. you believe your father or whoever, your mother is going to carry you right. and not drop you on your head. Because <laughs> I was thinking before, and I'd say it's, it's their mother mm. and then their father. You know, and then probably their siblings, if they have older siblings, start to believe that they will protect them, they'll look after them, what have you. It sort of blossoms from there. And once you sort of have your opportunity to start forming your own notions around Whakapono, that's when I think things like Hahi come and say, you know, we got taken to church when we were kids, you know. And so that becomes part and parcel of your Whakapono because you read these words and you think, mm, you know, all the eto mata and matu ite, like, you know, oh, it must be. And you start, so that gets ingrained in you and it's only sort of later. I think for most of us, you know, we've come to Whakapono Māori mm. potentially later on in life. But I've always had the view, I don't need to make a choice mm. between the two. Mm. And I and I had that view when we were on the waka. But mm. this is just me. I'm not mm. saying other people can find that space of serenity about these things, but we were on the waka. <laughs> we did both our karakia karaitiana and our karakia Māori. Mm. A lot of people back on the shore believe that if we did our karakia Māori, you know, God would send a bolt of lightning down to destroy our waka. Seriously. But if we did our karakia karaitiana, then Tangaroa would rise up and would swamp the canoe. <laughs> but I did not believe in any of that. Yeah, so we did both and we arrived. For me, that's how it's settled in me. I don't get into an intellectual argument about having, you know, a extended or extensive whakapono base. You know, but once my head starts getting into the debate, that's when kahe. So I just let my wairua, mātaku wairua whakatau. Because how can you quantify the experience or what someone feels from within, you know, an intrinsic feeling? If you start to try and quantify it, it'll differ or someone would be aggrieved to it as well. I mean, I'm of the same thing. And my friend who who rang me, he's been listening to Taringa for a while now. Oh, so he's a real friend? Eh? It's a real, real, real friend. Okay, right. Real friend. (laughs) (laughs) And his mother, uh, his grandmother was was our minister at school. Anglican minister and he came to this crossroads he's ringing we were talking about Whakapuno the other day and I said remember your grandmother was an Anglican minister but it was her that taught us Ngatikangai ki te taho o te moana ki tātahi mm. and she goes this is Tangaroa's domain so who of your grandmother who your first belief you know you have a belief in because that's your grandmother how can you deny that as well and she was going you know that's right and we, so we just talked about like you can't quantify something like that, you know. Mm. You go where your wairua takes you. And I have I have found that and another cousin went to Morocco, came back Islamic. And it was because um, she just she was looking for something at the time and they had been far separated from their from their um cultural space, see? Aye, fill in the space, yeah. yeah. Fragmentation yeah. of the soul. Aye. And so she come mm. back and she's a staunch Islamic Muslim. And she found it there. She went, she was able to rid herself of her vices that she mm. riddled herself with. And so who am I to say that's a wrong way because yeah. she's become a better person of mm. it. Mm. Sometimes I'll sit in a, in a service and I don't feel nothing. Aye, go. And, and that's because I think with taku ngako Māori and I, a lot of times I talk about, you know, te wana o te tu, te ihi o te kupu, me te wehi o te whakaro. And mehe me kaore ana kupu i te ihi, and kaore tana tu i te wana, then kaore aku whakaaro e wehi. Nō reira, kaore au e whakaaro. Mehe me kaore te ihi o te kupu me te wana o te tu, no matter, then, yeah, ka wehi oku whakaaro, and ka aro nui au ki te wahine ki te tangata. And I found that with, you know, e taiwa, yeah, karaiti ana, 
e taiwa, he ringa tu. Man, tēnā koutou te hai ringa tu. And when you get a whole bunch of ringa tu, and they're doing their ringa, their himene ringa tu. Oh, ka rongo au i te wairua. Tino rongo nei au i te wairua. Me taku mōhio ko taku ngākau Māori anō tērā i roto. Me taku wairua Māori nā te taki o ngā waiata, o arata i himene. And I just, yeah, I feel the wairua. I feel the wairua. But it's the same as what Pake was saying before, with the Catholic or Anglican or Buddhist. Yeah. You know, i haere taku wahine ki Dubai mō te iwa marama. It's very long, nine months. And I went over there for one month, and you know they have the they call everyone for prayer. And really, that was the most culture I had any experience of over there because it's very commercial, you know. But when I heard that, you know, they, when I heard that go out, katakiri kiri taku mano, and I would actually stop. And I think it's five times a day they they pray mm. the muhiana. And when I'd hear it, I would actually stop what I'm doing and just have a whakaaro, you know, ki te wahingaro, and I'd say my own taku-taku to myself or ki te wahingaro because I felt that wairua. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Why? Why? Talk about hahi, I think it really, it's very right. That's why people like Tame Poata because mm. he's, he's a real sort of fire and brimstone sort of minister. Yeah. <clears throat> and preacher and what have you, and so people like that. Another person I can remember was uh, Anadu Takura. Oh, yes. You know, because you watch him, you know, lead or do Ruomoko, yeah. and then go put his collar on and take, yeah. you know, you're still in wehi about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about what he was yeah, doing. Well, Does he just, <laughs> just the same person. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, he did lots of things with us when we were young, you know, he sort of he could see that uh, us younger ones were getting a bit, you know, the old karakia were a bit dry and, mm. you know, what have you. So he put a whole lot of tunes to a lot of the Anglican uh, liturgy to uh, so that we could actually sing the prayers. Mm. He goes, Anik, we go, wow, you know. I think, you know, part of what you're saying is that Waiata is one of those vehicles that carries that sense, that's that nourishment into you. You know, and so as soon as he turned those Waiata, those Kalakia, and gave them Rangi, they became quite different for us. Mm. And you start thinking about what you're singing and rather than just chanting. So, yeah. Mm. They talking about um Fakapono when you were talking about when does one start, you know, their first Fakaponoi, when do they start having belief or it's not Paika Tira Kuru. And then I thought, when did I start, you know, thinking about Fakapono Maori? And I remember as a young boy hearing my Kaumatua Karakia and well now I know it was probably a wide ear. And I remember when I heard it, I remember my I got goosebumps mm-hmm. and I felt it then and I had never heard it before and it was the rhythm and, and everything and I just felt the way we were and from that early age I felt that something was filled within me and there was a want there to learn <coughs> and to feel that feeling so kuna no te tai aku nei take e fai nei au i te whakapono Māori nei i te me kahi nawanawa taku kiri taku whakapono Māori how did you talkie he fuck up on Maori? You know that baby yeah. he was believing believing in her or his mother. Mm. That's fuck up on us, not necessarily fuck up on Maori. How does he go tell her when you say fuck up on Maori? Well yeah, that's what I was thinking. As you were asking that, yeah, 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 as you've been talking about it, that's what I've been thinking about. So mm. you know previously I thought of fuck up on Maori capital M. Yeah. But now I'm thinking Whakapono yeah. Māori yeah, yeah, Which is yeah. your Which is that <coughs> Natural yeah. yeah And that's that Whakapono Māori that, that I felt 
If you don't know what we're talking about, capital N, I'm talking about Māori, being Māori, our identity is Māori, and lowercase m, being uh, natural or normal or unrestricted. <coughs> I'm going to ask some hard questions now. So what are snow our... first, snow first. <laughs> yeah, mate. No, I'm just going to put out, they're not hard questions, but I think they're, they're, they're definitely things that people ask me and they do come up on a lot of wānanga that I'm involved in. So one is, how are Tātou Whakaro about mixing the template of a Christian karakia with a traditional karakia Māori? For instance, haumie huie tu mai te rīpeka, which would normally be haumie huie tu mai te toki. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they see mama, mama, te I, I, the way I was always taught was that they're separate. Mm-hmm. And so I remember Tui talking a lot about going with Tariki Nui to open buildings or what have you, and they would always make sure they had a minister or Pai Māori their person or someone in the group as well. And Tui would do all the Karakia Māori right through to the, that corner. To the corner on the left, as you uh, go into the fare, to the tara iti, get to that corner, katukuna. Mm. But he would never do it. Mm. He would never do both the karakia Māori and the karakia karaitiana in the one hit like that. So always had somebody else. So for him, it was always about keeping them separate. Don't try and mix them up, because then that often comes from the notion that Tane is Jesus, and Rangi and Papa yeah. are Adam and Eve, and all that sort of thing, mm. and carry on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I keep them separate. I don't try to do the two might that he pick a sort of thing. You know, I think that's that's the way our people did it. And I remember asking Tui, you know, why why even have a minister there? Mm. You know, and his response was to, um, you want everybody present at that event to gain something, you know, to receive something as part of the whakahaere. And he knows that not everyone there is going to be down with his stuff. Mm. But by bringing a minister, kaudu te katoa. You don't think I forgot how it is, so I'll follow that. Can you just touch on before we continue around? Because you've used that's the second or third time you've used the kupu whakahaere. Can you just have a little whakamarama about what that means to you? Whakahaere. Yeah, I think. In, in context of whakapono and karaki and things? <coughs> I think actually I've, I've been asked that question before. What do you mean by whakahaere? And for me, Ritual doesn't quite cut it. Mm. As you say the word ritual, people start conjuring up all sorts of bloody yeah, yeah. voodoo Conjuring. stuff yeah, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Mm. It's the way our tohunga achieved what they were there to achieve. Mm. The kalakia they would start with, the questions they would ask, how they would move. It's the process, the plan, and the execution of that plan. I recall when I was a little bit younger, a person getting up and doing a karakia and it was obvious to me and to a lot of others that he was doing a karakia hahi and then as he got further through the karakia he started looking around and I was wondering what he was doing and then he started to incorporate a tua Māori into the karakia mm. and ended with homie huye taikia and I asked my dad about it that day and he said to me then it's better to keep the karakia separate mm. and that based on my description of the uh, experience that person was likely well, there were two things. Either he was looking for some things to say, mm. <laughs> or two, he was trying to include everyone into mm. the whakahaere. Mm. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm pretty clear that I need to keep them separate. Mm. It means for me that you're acknowledging, you're giving proper acknowledgement to the atua or to the atua kotahi or to the atua uh, that we often find nourishment from. Yeah. Kwenau kufakaro. 
Kia ora. I wish I went first so they can go, yeah, just what Snow was saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's been for a while and it was when I first was at school and our principal at the time was staunch Atua Māori and all his karakia were then. And then someone would do uh, Christian karakia and it just didn't feel right. You know, something that irks you. Mm. So for me, I always knew from then that was probably the first indication where I thought them standing alone... Because I think when you mix them, the manner of those both beliefs transgress or they you don't do them justice, just like what Whatanu was saying. When you, mm. um, so the manner of that whakapuno and that manner of that whakapuno is not diluted when you mix them. Mm. So I've always been of the belief that, yeah, if you if you start on one lane, you finish in that lane. I mean, you don't see... <laughs> uh, you wouldn't see Islamic or other people mix their religions for the sake of including everyone. Mm. It was their belief. It's still... So we're going back to what we first talked about. It's your whakapuno. What is your whakapuno? Where are you putting it then? Don't try and halve it all yeah. because you may be trying to... Include others or stuff like that, but I'm I'm of that I'm of the same idea that right, I Maori, yeah, and Fakapuno hahi on their own, yeah. Yeah, I, I can just I was just as Snow was talking, I was thinking about something Poe said to me. Poe Temara, this was again on the waka, and he gave me all of the kalakia fakai or moana, awa moana, what have you, and I, oh, I was really happy with that, got all that, learned it, etc. And then he said at the end of our session, he said, uh, and make sure you do our karatea and karakia too. I sort of looked at him and went, huh? And he goes, uh, keep them separate, but you need to do those as well. And I said, oh, why is that? Ha-ha, yeah, and he said, the karakia Māori are to the modi of the waka, the modi of the moana, to beat the waves down, to get the wind blowing in the right direction. So you have champagne sailing. I said, oh, okay, kapai tērā. And he goes, but the karakia karaitiana is going to protect you from the silly things that people do. <laughs> like they're trying to, uh, you know, they're trying to balance on a rope or something over the top of the hole and the rope breaks and they fall in the water. Yeah, yeah. No matter how good your karakia Māori were to create that champagne sailing, there'll still be people do idiot things, <laughs> silly things. I mean, I'd be trying to bloody fillet a fish holding it in their hand. And, I, you know, well, that karakia Māori is not going to stop that from happening. <laughs> but my old karakia karaitiana... Their crew, ngā kaihoi etiaki, mm. So that made sense to me, but mm. never did them at the same time. So those karakia were 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., the karakia Māori is where we needed them. Right. I think you talked too earlier on previous shows that we talked about whakapuno being the light, mm. the, the spirit being the light and your beliefs around it, or you know, the way that you use it or practice it as the lamp. Yeah. I think that's, it. yeah, yeah, that holds it within us. I like that, I like that analogy. Any closing thoughts? We'll go this way. Whakapono will come to you in the most darkest of moments. That's when your question of why will probably be answered. I think I'll let my dad summarise what Whakapono is for the both of us. I wanted to tell a quick story about uh, something he said at a tangihanga recently and it touches on what you talked about with your father. Mm. And I wasn't sure if my dad was going to tell the story, so I'll tell it now. And that is, he said that Māori are fortunate. This is on the last night of the tangi, uh, the poor Whakamutunga. He said Māori are fortunate because those of the Māori people who believe in hahi, they uh, will have heaven waiting for them. And those who believe in Māori, Whakahaere, 
They have Hawaii waiting for them. And those who may not have any beliefs will still go to Hawaii if you're Māori because your tūpuna will come and get you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I remember that kōrero and that helps me in my thinking around whakapono and around the next phase after the our time on this in the iroti tēneo. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I say that because there's all of the kōrero hahi, you know, Te mauri o ngā mahi a ngā mātua tūpuna i roto i a tātou, te reo ngā tika ngā kōrero tukuio, kia maufifia, kia maura wai, kia putatunuai ki te whaiao ki te ao mārama tūturo whiti whakamaua kia tīna. Tīna! Aumie huie. Taikie. Kia ora hui hui tātou katoa. Oe hoa, we talked about getting spiritual sustenance and, and I feel that my wairua has been fed. Fed. Oh. Sustained. Mm. Yeah, yeah, some really good quoted all there. I think it's through experiences of others where you can find some good insight in what they did, like the likes of Pakake talking about his ocean voyage. Mm. You know, you don't know what you know that what Papa or what you may experience while you're out there. Mm. You know, so I think there was a really good insight into that as well. I think one really cool thing about this Wananga today. Um, around Whakapono was the father and son team Aye. and you know in uh, Te Whatanui talked about how you know the garden that his father planted Yola. you know and there's the, the things that the Whakapono he instilled in him mm. but now Te Whatanui kua pakeke and while he still maintains a lot of those values and Whakaro that his father instilled in him he's in you know come into his own Aye. and he has his Māori tanga or interpretation or feeling of what Whakapono means to him so Aye. I thought that was neat that we had the father and son Aye. you can see that yeah very much so and it also in lines with how Pakaki mentioned you know the first Whakapono that a baby has mm. you know and it's from what the parents instilled into them or what they associate their parents to be through their first experiences so yeah very much so I rawe rawa atu ngā kōrero kei a tātou mō te wānanga i te rākau papa ai tika tau yes uh, ko te waia tā hei tautoko i ngā kōrero i tēnei rā ko te waia tā o te wiki whakarongo mai wairua tapu wairua tapu tau mai rā wairua tapu mai runga uhia mai ngā tanga Oh, no.
who were the champs that year. Yes, yep. Actually, I have a lot of memories of that year. I was 14 while we were on Whakapono. We drove to Taranaki and we went through Taumaranui from Rotorua. My sister was driving. Took his sister, Mary Ann, her mother-in-law, the mama Takutau Kete, who's passed away, and a niece and nephew. And we passed this garage that said, this is the last gas station for 200 kilometres or something. <laughs> and we had the fuck up no we'd make it. Aye, killed it. Yeah, well, my sister did anyway. <laughs> and yeah, we needed a little helping hand along the way from uh, some fuddy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we turned up at the, what we know today as Matatini, the Matatini. Aye. And we got in there and we just sort of sat down in a bit of a rush. And Te Whare Wānanga were the first group on, I remember. And then um, Te Wakahuia. And that was their way at the tira. Oh, cool. And what made it extra, extra, extra cool was they had done some rotorota, mahi rotorota, ringa, ringa, sign language to it. Well, no, we're not going to talk about the way at the tira. We're going to talk And that was our co-papa, Fakapono. And me, I'm going to go to Katoa. And you'll come back now. Kaya koutou mo te whakarongo. Ai. Kaya koutou mo te whakarongo, kaya koutou mo te tautoko. Ai, kaya koutou mo te hoki hoki mai i a wiki ne. Kaya koutou mo te hoki hoki tonu mai, kaya koutou mo te whakarongo tonu mai ki a māua. Keau mo te manawa nui nei ki a snow. Me tana manawa nui hoki ki au. Engari anei māua e arohatu nei. Hei kona mai rā. Fakarongo ki te tangi a te kori mako Korero flowing at the hooker force Kaupapa relevant, kaupapa out of bounds Kaupapa exigent, kaupapa paramount Nā kona whakapiri mai ki te Kaupapa tino whakahira hira Fakarongo pi karikari mai Hare are mai, o tāringa hare hare mai We gotta gather up close everybody Gather up close everybody Kani kani move that body Kani kani move that body Taringa Hemea tuku nā te wānanga o Aotearoa. To listen to more episodes, 
search for us on your podcast app and subscribe. Taringa, fakarongo mai. <laughs>